Welcome to Mission Sunlight Chat from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. We're here in our studio in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Wherever around the world you are, welcome. We are glad that you are part of our program. My name is Christopher Beeson, and today our guest is also our Director of Production and Engineering, Jordan Wagner. It is that time of the quarter in which we share our Mission Sunlight 13th Sabbath Project reports. Jordan, what's happening today? Christopher, this uh, time we're going to the Southern Asia Division, specifically the 13th Sabbath Projects that are close to the Division office. In our first episode, we're going to hear from the President of the Division, uh, Ezra Lakra. All right, Jordan, here's the report from the SUD president um, on this Mission Sunlight segment from January 2024. Welcome to Mission Sunlight from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. This quarter, you'll travel to the headquarters of the Southern Asia Division and the Tamil Nadu region. Our division uh, comprises of four countries, uh, India, Nepal, Bhutan, and Maldives. We have over 1.2 million The religious traditions in this region include Hinduism, Islam, Buddhism, Sikhism, Jainism, and Christianity. The largest group of these adherents are Hindu, followed by Islam. We have a struggle of uh, reaching to those people, Uh, and the government laws as well. The anti-conversion laws uh, that we have and in the ninth state. But however, we have the freedom of religion, uh, the, the freedom to propagate, uh, practice, uh, that's in the Constitution of India. So we have uh, those challenges, but at the same time, the conversion laws are there in different states. One hurdle our brothers and sisters face in India is the Gar Wapsi movement. This is Hindi for the term returning home. Hindu nationalists believe that all people of India are ancestrally Hindi. When a person converts to Hinduism, it is considered that they are returning home to their family roots. Some groups within the nation work tirelessly to reconvert Christians, Muslims, Buddhists, and others to Hinduism in mass reconversion campaigns. As far as uh, Maldives is concerned, it's a Muslim state. In in Bhutan, we have uh, Buddhism. Uh, The entry for us to have is what is challenged, but we have about 12 churches established in the border of uh, Bhutan, uh, but we have a couple of co- congregations inside Bhutan. Church leaders and members are finding opportunities amidst the struggles. Andhra Pradesh is quite open and uh, the, the, the Christianity uh, is growing quite fast. Even in Bengal, the South Bengal is open and the other parts of the India Several projects throughout the division will receive funding from this quarter's offerings. Educational centers provide opportunities for evangelism that cannot be done in other ways. Uh, There's a need for education, giving a redemptive education. And that we have the syllabus of bringing Christ in the classrooms. Through the, the schools, this is the part of evangelism because we have morning worship, evening worship. Some of the schools have teachers who are Hindu and Muslim. The influence of the Christian staff and the daily worships have an impact on them. They have been learning about Christ. So it is the evangelism for the teachers as well as for the students. A large number of schools, I would say about 80% to 90% are non-Christians. The students take home what they learn to their families and have conversations with them. The parents are very much, they are, uh, they are very happy to send their children to the our schools, particularly to not a public school, but the mission schools. 
where they, when they come back and they see there is a change in them. The way they talk, the way they, they behave, the way uh, they, they move and they could see all these are the results of the, our mission schools. Among the 10 13th Sabbath projects planned are school classrooms and dormitories. In uh, Nepal, we have is, is, uh, we need an administration building as well as a classroom. We go to the eastern part of India, is China border. Uh, is, the name of our school is Pasighat, uh, where we need a girls' hostel. I personally have gone and visited how the girls are staying in one room. We need a classroom in the northern, in the Mount of Himalaya. Lowry College is one of the sites that needs a church building. Uh, we have more than about uh, 500 uh, uh, members are there. Along with the students, it will be about 1,000 as well. Now the auditorium capacity is around 600, 600 uh, members, but we are more than 1,000 now. And therefore, what we have decided is we put a screen outside and we put almost close to 100 chairs. So those 100 chairs are also full and ultimately we find the church members sitting, squatting down somewhere near these trees during the service going. So 108 years have passed by and uh, one uh, contention among all the members is that we don't have a dedicated, uh, sanctified church so far. On upcoming Sabbaths, you'll learn about Lowry College and the Cunningham English Church in Bangalore. Me being an Adventist, I've been born and brought up in this Adventist circle and uh, whenever we have church programs or church activities, I used to attend Sabbath school programs from my childhood. So that's been uh, habitual for me. I've pursued my education from pre-KG till the Masters. So I'm enjoying each and every bit of my education field from my pre-KG till Masters and I've learned so many things. So it's, it's quite a good journey. We need many workers, volunteers to have. We have a lot of unreached area. Many cities have not been, we have not uh, able to enter because we need uh, workers who are committed to God's work. The need for workers is often met through the commitment of volunteers. Much of the work in India is being supported by Gospel Outreach, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. We have more than thousand volunteers we have, Gospel Outreach. We are so thankful to them. There are about 300 islands this part of India and uh, we have requested for the school over there. So there also work is going on. It is under Indian government. So we have put the volunteers there. The gospel outreach volunteers are there who have been working. So we have volunteers all over Southern Asia Division. Our brothers and sisters in the Southern Asia Division are eager to share the story of Jesus with their neighbors and friends. Despite challenges, they are conducting evangelistic campaigns, ministering in the 12 hospitals in the region, teaching students in schools, and more. The financial gift you give on Sabbath, March 30, will be one way that hope in a personal Savior can be shared with the billions of people in the Southern Asia Division. Are you planning your offering now? Thank you very much, all the church members, that for what uh, you will be supporting for us for Southern Asia Division and your prayers and we are extremely uh, happy for your support and thank you very much for that and your prayers. We are the media missionaries of Network 7 Media Center reporting from the states of Karnataka and Tamil Nadu in India and this is Mission Sunlight. Kind of sounds like some exciting things uh, happening there Jordan. I'm glad you were able to take this assignment in India. 
Yeah, it was really exciting to see how the people are working together to spread the word of God to the people of India uh, on my trip there. So um, we're going to hear some more uh, about what they were doing, some of this working together in our next two segments. Um, For now, we're going to take a break. We'll take a pause. Just a reminder, you can visit missionsunlight.org. You can learn more uh, there. You can give there. You can shoot us an email, a text. By the way, we have a phone number. You can text us at now, 423-855-4877. We'll be back in a moment with more Mission Sunlight Chat. back to more Mission Sunlight Chat. We're doing a special report from the Southern Asia Division. Jordan, you went there and visited the folks in India. That is not the only uh, country that's in this division, but it certainly is the largest and the most prolific. So where are you taking us next? Our next video is from the Cunningham Central Church. Uh, It's an English church that's in the center of Cunningham, and they are on fire for spreading the word of God in their uh, surrounding area. the They're working with locals, they're working with youth, they're working with college students to spread the word of God. Sounds good. Let's watch and listen. Welcome to the Southern Asia Division from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. This is Mission Sunlight. Today from this region of Southern Asia, we focus on the Cunningham Church in Bangalore, officially the Central English Church. The Cunningham Church serves an affluent, young, and influential community. It's one of the most expensive locations in Bangalore. So a lot can be done because um, people who live in this locality are pretty affluent people and it's not very easy to reach out. Ellen White in the book Christ Object Lessons penned these words about serving the prosperous. There is a work to be done for the wealthy. They need to be awakened to their responsibility of those entrusted with the gifts of heaven. All I can say is this place has a huge potential. This church needs more attention than any other churches in the outskirts because this is in the heart of the city. To have a church that is probably, uh, say, 10 minutes away from the governor's house, uh, about 10, 15 minutes away from the, from the assembly hall, we, we are connected to the movers and shakers of this state. The plans of the Central English Church are developing with clarity and purpose. From this center of influence, intrepid leadership will run cooking classes, afternoon student tutoring, potentially a small restaurant. They are preparing additional resources to connect with the fast-paced lifestyle of the rich living here in the center of Bangalore. They are already reaching the community through youth events. We want to start uh, a, a youth missionary movement and we have close to about 70 families and so it's a church that's growing. Some of them migrate from here to other countries. Also we, we thought of getting a good kitchen and uh, we have some couple of amazing cooks. So we thought of having a good nutritious lunch for, for many of them who work in this 
in this locality. If we have this space open during the week, uh, young people can come in, they can have counselling, they can have mentorship, or if there's something that they just want to do, want to like read, uh, this place will help them to have that space that they need, uh, which is lacking in the city actually, in a church environment. We can also use this as a community centre. We can have medical camps, have um, lifestyle centres. The facility will provide essential space for the church families as well. Use the space for comfortable Bible studies, baptism classes, so many things that we do in the afternoon. We try to do a patchwork of the existing um, buildings, um, the classrooms, we try to move here and move that, but it's old, it's time for change. And so we wanted to redo these classrooms so that we could better serve our community, better serve our children. And we also wanted to find ways we can interact with the community. Then we also wanted to have a better utility hall where we could do many things. The new structure will also have space for a parsonage so the pastors can afford to live nearby and will be able to better serve their community. We have a lovely pastor who goes beyond his call of duty many times to be present in time of need. So and I serve as the pastor of this church and it's, I have uh, something very unique because my parents uh, were members of this church and I was born uh, into this church pretty much, got dedicated here and my parents moved as missionaries later and uh, after maybe 30 years I have a privilege to pastor the same church so this church really means a lot to me and I don't think many get a privilege to pastor the church they were actually dedicated and born into. While the work is rewarding, there are always challenges that build our faith too. I think one of the biggest challenge uh, that uh, the young people face in, uh, is uh, Sabbath, uh, because most of the workplaces, institutions work six days a week. Uh, so a few of them find it difficult, but uh, whenever there's a possibility, they come in here. And we as a church, we welcome that. A lot of them stay in different parts of the city. So by the time you travel, it takes a while. But thank God for the metro, uh, which is a bit of convenience uh, for people to come in and worship. When the youth comes here and stays back on Sabbath for lunch, we have a fellowship. And a lot of times uh, when they have any burdens, any pains, they get time to share that, which would not happen if they were just to attend the service and leave. A couple of years uh, uh, working openly was not very easy. In fact, uh, there was a, a law of passed by the government uh, which, uh, which curtailed conversion. And so we were advised not to baptize anyone and uh, the government were not very appreciative for uh, Christians who focused on introducing Jesus to the communities. And so uh, we had to re rethink how we can share Jesus in a way that it would not become um, judgmental. He has given some a little more in the pocket, some a little less, because he can teach us how we can share and feel what God can do for someone else. So I think it's really important to get the blessing of sharing, because happiness is only making somebody else happy. On Sabbath, March 30th, the members of the Cunningham Church are counting on the gifts from the members of your church, members just like you. What will you give? We would like to thank the General Conference for taking this initiative to help us in terms of finance. 
for construction of the church and the classrooms. And we are hoping that the offerings that you're going to give are going to be put to best use for the glory of God. I sincerely want to thank all the members for your generous contribution in advance. Thank you so much for keeping us in your prayers and we are praying for you as well. I'm so grateful for every one of you are, who are giving uh, towards this, this project. It's from our heart. From Bangalore, India in the Southern Asia Division and the media missionaries of Network 7 Media Center, this is Mission Sunlight. So my experience with the people at the Cunningham Church is they are intrepid for spreading the word of God. Amen. They are excited about the work that's happening there, and they want to do whatever it takes to bring the second coming sooner. Um, the plans that they have for this center of influence are really exciting. Cool. Yeah, I enjoyed watching the story. I know you have one more segment to share with us from here in India, mm -hmm. but we've got to take one more break. So if you've been enjoying the program today, we hope you have. Um, Connect with us. You can uh, text us. You can email us, 423-855-4877 or admin at n7mc.org. We really love to hear from you. It's something that encourages us. Something else that encourages us is if you will share today's program. Click on your share button. Send it to a friend, an enemy, a colleague, a family member. Share it with anybody you like. Remember, you can give at missionsunlight.org. We'll be back with more Mission Sunlight Chat. Our salvation is a day-to-day -day matter, isn't it? The real principle of the Sabbath is reconnecting ourselves with the Creator. We must learn to abide in Jesus now. We move ahead with our mission objectives, recognizing that we are serving together the Most High God. Welcome back to Mission Sunlight Chat, where we are visiting the Southern Asia Division, hearing the 13th Sabbath stories of Mission Sunlight. These are some interesting uh, places and happenings happening there in this particular case in that division in the country of India. Um, I believe the country also includes uh, Bhutan and Maldives and Sri Lanka. Um, so expansive region from the Himalayan mountains in the north to the beautiful Indian Ocean in That's the right. south. Just really neat geography, neat scenery. That's fun to see in some of these reports. Um, but Jordan, you also went to some important places for people, for education, for That's academics. Right. Tell us more. So our next video is from Lowry College, and they've been in existence for over 80 years. Mm -hmm. um, they have an English church on the campus, but it's meeting in a just a hall. Um, it's kind of their their hall that they use for everything. They've developed churches for the other languages on the on the campus, the four other languages that are mm -hmm. on the campus. But they haven't had an English church for those eighty years, and mm -hmm. so what they want to do is build a church that's dedicated for the English language. All right, well, let's take a look. Welcome to Mission Sunlight from Network Seven Media Center. Today, our media missionaries are visiting the campus of Lowry Memorial College in Bangalore, India. Well, it was started 108 years ago. A foreigner, uh, uh, Lowry, Elder Lowry, came to this campus. His wife, his wife and all, they started this campus. And since then, it was a school. And in 1998, it is upgraded into a college. 
started with a degree college and then nursing college. From its humble beginning, Lowry College has grown into a thriving, bustling educational campus. So we got four institutions on this campus. We have a degree college, then we are having the nursing college, Adventist College of Nursing, with BSc intake 60 and MSc intake 20 seats. And then we have two high schools. Lowry is a boarding school that ministers to students from all walks of life and faith traditions. We have students from various backgrounds. And, uh, and then uh, as of today, we have almost close to 2,200 students. 2,200 students. And in this 2,200 students, uh, almost 75% uh, almost of them are uh, Hindus. And um, we introduce Jesus Christ okay, as our master teacher and then uh, children are really happy. As nursing students we mostly have our postings half of the year and our um, classes, the theory classes, uh, other half of the year. So we get exposed to both the areas, that is the clinical setup and the classes, so we don't get left behind anywhere. All students are required to attend worship and church services. They do encourage us to go to church uh, every Sabbath. Uh, we go to church and they encourage us in participating in new, uh, new activities. We have choir programs here. We have our Pathfinder programs here. Also, we have Sabbath schools that are being split up according to our classes. For students who attend Lowry College, the spiritual training makes an impact. An active campus ministry program engages the students and draws them in to learn more themselves. Uh, we have uh, a youth church pastor who is mainly designated to see that he, he follows up with uh, these young people. And every Sabbath afternoon we have uh, baptismal classes and we also have uh, special classes for those who would like to learn about uh, Jesus and uh, things from the Bible. So that's how most of our staff are also involved in these activities during Sabbath afternoons. My family belongs to a, another religion, which is majority in India, which is Hinduism. I'm really glad that I'm able to uh, participate in all the activities that is uh, happening here, uh, including the midweek services on Wednesday and Vesper services. We have AYs, Pathfinders, we have, we have camps, we have a week of prayers held in here and there. We have so many uh, spiritual practices which I really enjoy. And I think that has uh, uh, that has grown my spiritual uh, activities and spiritually that I'm being closer to God. I really enjoy being in Lowry. We are about 120 students. Uh, that's uh, inclusive of uh, adventures, pathfinders, and master guides. And the youth department, the AY, uh, we have a separate uh, group, about 120 people more. So we're about 250 to 300 uh, youth for our church. So uh, every Saturday in the afternoon, uh, we meet up for a Bible study, whoever wants to, uh, you know, uh, learn more about Bible, we give a Bible study. The youth pastor takes care of the Bible study, and in the evening uh, we have two separate groups uh, who are part part of the Pathfinder Club and uh, who also are part of the uh, youth uh, department. Although there are many campus activities, the church also works in other communities. We have a lot of activities within the church. One is uh, we uh, do outreach program. Uh, after the church activities. So our church is uh, you know, uh, planting another church community in a remote area where uh, we could bring in more souls to the foot of the cross. A major challenge that the college faces is the lack of a dedicated building for the English-speaking population.
Hence, this is the focus of one of the 13th Sabbath offering projects this quarter. I have been uh, in this campus ever since I was a child. My parents worked here in this organization, this institute, and uh, they are retired now. I think the old auditorium of the church that we are using is about 58 to 60 years old building. We are uh, having a continued church services there. I see a lot of people sitting outside the church, uh, though because there's no place inside. There are four other churches. Ours is only English church, and many come to worship with us. Those churches are full, our churches are full. They have built new churches, we haven't built a new church. So we're just looking forward to see a new church where we could accommodate everybody to worship in it. Although the auditorium continues to be used, there simply isn't any room for more people. As we look at the campus, it's a very big campus, but there are uh, other language churches who are having specific place for them to worship. But when we look at an English church, it's actually an auditorium where we have all orientation program, all different kinds of activities. But, and even the church activities also takes place. But we feel like we need to have a separate place for the church where we could worship God. So we need a church big enough so that all people, who are, whoever are coming, to be inside the, power, inside the church listening to the word of God, not standing outside the church to listen to the word of God. Most of our students who complete their degrees here join the IT sector here and they usually come back to worship with us. We tried expanding the church, we tried putting chairs outside with the TV, but still there are more who are willing to come. And some of them, due to lack of place, would watch online, which we feel bad. A simple expansion isn't possible, since all possible options for this have already been used. The auditorium, which was built in 1965, and it is extended in almost all directions, and no more places unto uh, the left or the right or the front to expand. I really think uh, it is important to have a new church because I have seen uh, my church members, co-church members, sitting outside the church uh, because there's no, you know, there's no space to sit inside the church. But I think everybody should be blessed to sit inside the church. The new church building plans include seating for 1,500 to 1,700 people and other amenities. We are planning to build a nice church which can accommodate 1500 members and we are planning for 1200 on the ground and 300 on balcony with uh, a place for the choir and the piano and other things and uh, with a comfortable seating with a baptismal tank. The school is 107, eight years old now and uh, I thank God for all that he has done. For this institution, I thank God for all his uh, blessings, the wisdom, and the leading and the guidance that he has done so far. And uh, I wish this dream comes true of us building a new church and the dream of this organization, this institution, looking forward to reach out to other communities and so on. Often we take having a church building for granted, but for some of our brothers and sisters around the world, it is a luxury. On Sabbath, March 30, your 13th Sabbath offering will help students like Purnima and Indira have a seat within the sanctuary. Thank you so much for the support that you are giving us to have a new church. I really thank sponsors who are helping us uh, so that we could have a good environment to stay in and we are really thankful for that and we 
are so blessed to be here because it helps us to grow spiritually. Thank you so much for the offerings that you would be giving us. Uh, we, we are really grateful for that. It gives me an immense pleasure to thank you and appreciate you all for donating liberally to have a, a beautiful church on this campus that will be a, a good center of influence and through the church many will be drawn to the foot of the cross and they will be found in the kingdom of heaven. Reporting from the campus of Lowry College in the Southern Asia Division, this is Mission Sunlight. Hey Jordan, I love, I love seeing the commitment and the patience of these church members. Wow, they are really sincere and, and, and dedicated to this thing happening. Yeah, they, they really are. It was amazing to watch as I was there. I was actually there for Pathfinder Sabbath. Okay. And so That's I watched the, the youth and the older generation of the church work together um, for this, this service. And then as I ha spent time there, I had a few extra days on the campus mm -hmm. and I was able to walk around and meet the students and see how they were interacting with the faculty and the, and the uh, staff of the university. And it was just exciting to see the work that's going on there. Um, as they said in the video, a lot of their uh, campus isn't even Adventist, but they're reaching out to these students to uh, bring them to a closer walk with Jesus. Well, great reports for this uh, first quarter 2024. That is our program for today. Uh, thank you for joining us as media missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. This has been Mission Sunlight Chat. Uh, Jordan and I talking about the work of the Southern Asia Division. I'm Christopher Beeson, your host, Jordan Wagner, our co-host for today. Thanks for joining us. We thank you for sharing Mission Sunlight Chat via text, email, on your social media platforms. Even after we close, you can connect with us at admin at n7mc.org, give at missionsunlight.org, text your prayer request, let us know your ideas at 423-855-4877. All kinds of ways to connect with us. We truly love to hear from you. Pray for us and know that we also are praying for you. Thank you so much. That is our program. This is Mission Sunlight Chat. <laughs>